Hi, and welcome to Save the Track Bike. I'm your host, Josh. Thanks for tuning in. It's been awesome. Got a huge response from my episode with Chaz, so I thank you all so much for tuning into that. I have some other big ones coming up, so stay tuned. And this conversation was really, really fun and really awesome. Uh, Her name is Brenda. She is a track cyclist with Team Warsa. I think I'm saying that right. Fuarsa in uh, Minneapolis. And yeah, I mean, like I said, she's a track racer. She's, I mean, this isn't fixed gear, but she also does like road and, and fat bike stuff. And, you know, it snows a lot in Minneapolis. So, you know. They invented the fat bike over there. So, yeah, she does that. And, yeah, we talk about track racing. Uh, We talk about road race she did on a fixed gear bike. We talk about uh, the all-city championships coming up and, yeah, all kinds of stuff. It was a really good conversation. I'm going to shut up. Let's get to the conversation. I'm Brenda. I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'm a special education teacher, and I ride my bike, and that's about it. Nice. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So I guess I got really into cycling when I first moved up to Minneapolis. Um, I was going to school at the university, and I was taking the bus, and I just didn't really like it, so I went and bought a single-speed bike from a bike shop and started commuting year round here for I think three years before I moved again but yeah that's how I got really into biking I just ended up purchasing just I don't even remember I think it was like an origin eight bike or something at the bike shop and rode around town um the first winter I remember being pretty rough but I powered through it and yeah here I am today still biking so nice yeah Yeah. it's really cold there I hear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I actually, I'm not even going to. Yeah, it's cold here. Um, <laughs> it was cool. like My negative 26 from... with wind chill. So we are just getting over that. But go yeah, ahead. Sorry. That's brutal. No, I was just saying that my wife's from the Midwest. So, <laughs> so you know, you've probably heard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And people always think that Colorado is going to be really cold, but it's actually like Denver's pretty warm most of the time. It's kind of funny. Well, like, what's your definition of warm, I guess? Cause I'm I mean, fine. it's, it's not like Texas everyone. warm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just mean comparatively to the Midwest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, like, like it'll yeah. be like zero degrees and snowing, and then the next day it'll be 50 and all the snow's melting. So it's like... Oh, bummer. Yeah. And then, you know, it gets all gross and the snow's brown. <laughs> yeah. No, that I'm not a fan of that. It needs to snow in the winter or else it's, like, not worth it. But. Yeah. I feel you. Because... And, and then, like... And it's been weird this winter because yesterday it was like 70 degrees in Denver. It was crazy. Oh, well, yeah. that's not okay. <laughs> I know. But then like last week it was like literally like negative like two or something and snowing. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's wacky. Um, so how did you get into fixed gear bikes or track cycling? Oh, okay. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. So I was gifted my current fixed gear frame um gosh when was that it was while I was commuting year-round so I had my like single speed I think for like about a year and then I was gifted this it was a liter 725 
the like seafoam green one like at the time that was like the bike that I wanted like it was my dream bike and I got it it's so pretty it is so pretty (laughs) (laughs) you know I didn't really know much about it but I was like "Ooh, but the color is so pretty (laughs) Um, so I got the frame and fork and then I bought the parts to it and I took it to um, a women's shop night. They have, like, women's shop nights here. I haven't gone in quite some time, but I, like, wanted to know how to put together this bike and, like, cut the fork and, like, do all of that. So I took all the parts there, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to put together this bike. And um, I remember the wheels I had to, like, dremel down to fit into the stays. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird, but it worked out. Yeah. It all worked out. <laughs> um I think it wasn't the bike itself. It was just the wheel set that I had. Yeah. It's like was not compatible. Um, so I built up that fixed gear bike. And the day I finished building up that bike, I had signed up for a 24-hour bike race. Nice. Um, <laughs> which I was going to race on this bike <laughs> that I had just built up. And this race definitely wasn't like a fixed gear specific race. But me and the people I were racing with like, were like, oh, let's all race fixed gear for this 24-hour bike race. And I'm like, okay, I've never done this before. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? This is going to be a great idea. Um, Midwest is flat, right? Um, <laughs> so I finished building up that day and then raced, I think, like, I mean, I think total that day, I think I raced 60 miles because it was like a team, like you take turns riding. Um, and yeah, that kind of is the first, you know, journey on a fixed gear for me. And then... I rode that as like my summer commuter bike and um, had my single speed for my winter bike at that time. And uh, yeah, so that's, I I did some like uh, alley cats on it and just like around town races mm-hmm. on that bike. And then track cycling, this is kind of a... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so to... so that race, the 24 hour race, that was a road race, I'm assuming. And... Um, so it's called a, the Powderhorn 24. Okay. And it's based off of a race that started in Milwaukee called the River West 24. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of that. I haven't. Okay. Um, so it's just a community race, and it's not really like heavily like people aren't. I mean, some teams get really competitive. Um for placement for a second or third. There aren't really any prizes except like shaking a bottle of champagne. Yeah. Uh, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. And like my team, so I raced that race on my fixed gear for like three years. Um, and one of the years, like our team got third and we, we got to shake the champagne bottle, which is like awesome. But I broke it oh, no. when I went to shake it. Cause I was so sweaty that like I went to shake it down and just went, and then shattered, and I was like, well, this is why I can't win things. <laughs> it's just like a disaster. Um, <laughs> so there's not really – it's more of just getting people out in the community and getting to spaces that, you know, support cycling and that we support and agree with the same values. Um, two good friends of mine actually put it on this past year, and it was a great time. Uh, and it's just you race in a five-mile loop, and you do as many – laps as you can within a 24-hour time period so like there's teams there's individuals um and they split it up in different categories uh and it's really fun um yeah that sounds really fun 
Yeah, so, yeah, they have, like, a tally going, and I think some solo people ride, like, close to 350 miles. Like, they don't stop riding. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. I love the idea of doing those kind of races uh, um, on, like, non-traditional bikes, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, like, a race in the mountains called the Iron Horse classic or something like that in western colorado mm-hmm. and uh there's this kid out there who lives in durango and he like fixed gear climbs all the time that's all he does like oh my gosh every day he's posting pictures riding up mountains on a track bike and i guess he did that race last year on a fixed gear bike and it's like <laughs> an insane amount of climbing and like a huge amount of miles so I yeah, th- I think I might go do it with them because I'm like, you hey, should fuck it. Why not? That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it. That's yeah. like always like it could be a disastrous, awesome thing, but it'll definitely be fun because it's on a bike. So yeah, exactly. I support it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be wonderful. I also thought about doing like dirty cans on a fixed gear bike, but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, follow your dreams, but like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that would be that would be interesting. But I totally understand like what you mean saying like doing these races on like a bike where it's like, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah, it's like people looking at you like you're crazy. And plus, you know, All City makes their bikes. Uh, my big block can fit cross tires on it, so why not take mm-hmm. advantage of it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just do it. I mean, they're they're basically telling you to do that at that point. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you know what? Go out there, get crazy, make a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> Go blow out, go blow out your knees or something. Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, I, I read about some dude that did a uh, uh, what's that race in California? Grinduro. Uh, he did Grinduro fixed gear, and I guess it was like going really well until the single track, and then he crashed. <laughs> <gasps> no. But he finished the race. Hey, but, well, there's hey. that. And you know what? He was the only guy on a fixed gear, so he won the fixed category. So. See, that's okay. So the cat, the bike race that's 24 hours, they don't have a fixed category. Oh, yeah, they didn't so either, much. but, you know, he's like, <laughs> I won the fixed category because I was the only guy. Make your own podium at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm a big fan of making your own podium because you should just celebrate finishing races sometimes and just kind of be like, I did this because I was in this category, whether it be fixed gear or I slept two hour category or whatever that may be. Right. (laughs) Celebrate it. Yeah. There was this, you know, uh, there's this, uh, Corey Hilliard. Uh, he's like a cyclist out in New York and I guess he did dirty cans or no, he did a cycle cross race on a fixed gear bike Mm-hmm. And then he was the only guy that did it. And I guess they actually like gave him the title, like world cyclocross fixed gear champion or something. Like, that. <laughs> <laughs> like he actually yes. like got recognized by the race as being the <laughs> one guy that did it. For being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it's I don't, yeah, it's fun. Uh, so how did all of that like kind of uh, carry into track cycling? I know that you guys have like a really nice velodrome out there. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm kind of in love with it. Um. <laughs> and I guess, actually, the velodrome out here, I guess the guy that runs it used to run the one in Minneapolis. Yeah, I think I met him this past summer. Does, um, does he look like and sound like Matthew Broderick? <laughs> um. Because <laughs> um, the guy... That, I don't... Actually, now I don't know if I met this right? <laughs> Now that you say it like that, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, actually. Yeah, maybe you did. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
God, I know that he was like talked about by our track director. Cause I'm sure like, so we kind of call all like the people who run the velodromes, like, cause they're all typically older humans. We call yeah. them the, we call them the like dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> In a very endearing, great way. Like, I love dinosaurs, so I'd be like, heck yeah, dinosaurs. Um, of course. Yeah, I, this human sounds familiar, but I don't. Like, I've heard him, I've heard whispers of him at our track. Yeah. Um, so, track cycling for me, I guess. Uh, so, I moved away from Minneapolis for like a year and a half um, to like teach abroad, and then I came back to go to grad school. <clears throat> and let me think. I got kind of just. Uh, bored with the cycling that I was doing kind of just wasn't feeling really inspired to ride or anything and then I watched that All City video about Coachella yeah that's so good yeah it's so good and I watched it and I just got like stoked and at that time they were also taking you know new recruits you had to put in your application I was like heck yeah I'm gonna sign up hopefully I get on this team it'll be great um, so I fill out the application and then like a couple weeks later, um, Anna Schwinn emailed people or just the team themselves emailed people. I'm like, Hey, like, sorry, you didn't get on the team, but there's enough interest that like, if you want to start your own team, you should do that. And at first I was just kind of like bummed. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm like, you know, second string, like, blah. like <laughs> my like stupid ego is like, man, no, I'm not going to do this now. Cause, blah. um, <laughs> But then I was like, whatever, I'm just going to go meet because, like, meeting more people who like drive bikes is fun and rad, and I like to expand that community. So I went to um, a brewery and met up with other folks who didn't get on Coachella but who had gotten the email like, hey, if you want to start a new team, you should do that. And we met, and from there we were just like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to start a team. It was 11 of us. And that's kind of how the team that I'm on was born. It's called Fuerza. And (laughs) I like to kind of reference us as like we were initially the team of rejects. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so then we all signed up for like the intro to track class because none of us had, some of us hadn't even ridden a fixed gear before or I hadn't even been to the velodrome. Um, (laughs) But I was like, this is a good idea. Uh, so we all signed up and took the class and now, so we were initially a team under the Coachella club and then we established ourselves as our own club and now we have a team under us of like, you know, people who we didn't let onto our team, but we were again like, Hey, you should start your own team. So it's kind of like this cool chain reaction of like, you know, you're not getting on the team, but the community is still growing because people are just like that eager to like get out there, which I think is super awesome because it's telling me that the environment there is really welcoming and like fosters, you know, what we want it to, which is more like WTF involvement in the sport. Yeah, for sure. That, um, that sounds really cool because, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there are many like track teams out here and we have like two velodromes and, Mm -hmm. and it's like, how do we get that community, you know, going, especially for like women cyclists and, and, uh, I mean, WTF, as you said it. (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) it's, uh, um, just, yeah, more non cis identifying people um, (laughs) on the track. Um, I feel like, we kind of hopped on to the movement that had already happened at our track because like our track was supposed to be torn down 
a couple of years ago, actually. And there's this big push and fundraiser to like raise the money to keep the track that here and alive. Um, and I think because of that, the community kind of blew up and Coachella definitely like, you know, I think that all city video, cause I hear everyone talk about that video in particular, like, Oh, yeah. that video looked rad and really inspired me. So I think just doing stuff like that, showing people that like, there are women racing and having fun and it's, it can look really intimidating cause it's like <laughs> you're going so fast yeah. and you know, you're wearing these cool spandex outfits and like, <laughs> I look really mad when I race and that doesn't look very like I don't want to race with her because she looks like, you know, a rabid dog. But like, <laughs> um, I think just like making it more like less intimidating because I just feel like a lot of people who I talk to who are like, I can't do that because I've never ridden fixed gear. Or I've never I, I need to train and they were ordered to ride that. And it's just like. I don't know what I'm doing and I don't train like <laughs> like go. I ride my bike and I kind of know what I'm doing you know go fast turn left don't run into people you'd be safe um yeah and then you go but, to the class and you know they work with you oh yeah the class <laughs> yeah the class is a, it's like four times yeah you can't ride it without the class and they tell you and they won't let you ride it unless you're safe yeah and that's um, that I think that's pretty much every velodrome except for like there's a couple that are just kind of like in city parks or whatever and anyone can go ride on them but mm-hmm. but the ones that are like uh putting on sanctioned races and stuff those ones always have the classes that you have to go through and get your certification and whatnot so, yeah and that that, yep. that for me was like a big hurdle to get over for me to get into track cycling and actually the all city video is part of the reason why i was like <laughs> fuck it i need to go <laughs> yeah right so did you did you take the class or is it on your to-do list yeah I, I took the first class i still needed to go get my certification but i was kind of waiting until i needed to like get a bigger bike because when i went and rode on the velodrome i realized how small my bike was for me because mm-hmm. um, I felt really uncomfortable and sketchy on it, and now yep. I feel much more stable, and I can get into the drops a lot easier. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely stability is something you want on the track for yeah. sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, the tr- the class for me was just a very humbling experience. Also, like, really forced me to like trust people that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, it's scary. <laughs> yeah, it's really scary. And our velodrome is like, has 43 degree turns. Um, and again, like, when I told my mom, I'm like, so I'm going to ride bikes really fast on like a banked, you know, surface without brakes. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and she like was kind of like, just wear a mouth guard, you know. <laughs> I don't know what she thought was going to happen, but um, yeah, it, it's. I realized how many like issues I had with just trust riding alongside other people and it definitely forced me to like not just grow as a rider but grow as a human and be like okay like I don't know you but I'm going to trust you that you're not going to like run into my bike and I'm going to ride inches from you like where our shoulders are rubbing and you know going like 30 miles an hour yeah (laughs) (laughs) we got this it's fine totally (laughs) um but there was a moment of I got to the track with my bike and I was like, okay, like we're going to take it easy. It's the first class. We're just going to stay down at the bottom. They're not going to make us go all the way to the top. And I couldn't be farther from like, 
what actually happened? Because <laughs> we rode up, and then our course instructor was like, okay, we're going to go all the way to the rail, which is, like, the very top, where, yeah. like, loss is growing and, like, no man's land, and mm-hmm. there's, like, eagle cries up there and crickets, and, like, <laughs> it's like that desert scene where it's like, oh, there's nothing up here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that our track in Boulder is very similar to the one in Minneapolis. I think it is. Because it's I super banked there. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we go and keep climbing and climbing, and at this point, like, you want to stop, but that's the one thing you can't do. Like, you have to keep going faster and faster, which just feels so, like, a build-up to disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you just kind of have to, like, trust your body to do the right thing. And I'm, like, scared of heights. So getting up to – I don't really go up that high even now when I race. I have, like, my comfort zone, and I only go up there if I, like – if it's life or death and like (laughs) i need to like get around someone but i'm I'm kind of the same way i haven't gone up to the top yet but once i get my certification i'm gonna have to so Mm -hmm. i don't think my hands have ever sweat that much in my life and i've never seen my knuckles that white and it was just i mean for me it was terrifying like i know it's fun after you get used to it but the initial ride on there like you know, I was almost in tears because I was just like, this is so messed up. (laughs) This doesn't make sense. Like, I should be falling down the side of this, but I did it. And all my teammates, we all passed, and then we all raced together opening night, and it was really awesome to see, you know, a field where half of it was my team, like, was the team that I was on. So it's just like, okay, this is is awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, there's something about, like, also going back to the and like kind of fear when you first do it like when they tell you don't steer you know and they're mm-hmm. like you're just going to the turn it'll carry you around and then the first time you do it you try to steer and you and you're like oh wait i gotta listen to them like i legitimately yep. just need to go straight and i will go around yeah <laughs> it's so unnatural feeling but then it's incredible because it feels like you're on a roller coaster or something and you're going so fast and you're just like sticking to this wall basically (laughs) yeah it's it's the feeling that you get when you get kind of in like the groove and pattern of it you don't yeah those sudden jerks when you steer you're gonna feel it and like it's weird how it just carries you you know because it's a structure that's just for bikes and that's really cool in itself (laughs) absolutely so what are your like favorite events that you do like as far as like the races the different types of races and all that yeah um so let me think here just well, <laughs> I'm still, like, a cat for racer. So, mm-hmm. like, when you're, like, I'm going to interview you, and I'm, like, uh. <laughs> hey, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it is okay, but I was yeah. just kind of, like, I don't, I hope you're not, like, what do you do for training? And I'm, like, eh. <laughs> no, totally. Eat a lot of burgers. I don't know. I'm trying um, to get, like, a spectrum of, like, people on this, or it's, like. Yeah. Where it's, like, I really appreciate that to make it less intimidating. <laughs> exactly. It's just about, like, loving bikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I'm a cat six racer, so I'm not even on the I don't scale think, yet. does that exist? No, it's no. like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, what? what is the secret category? Yeah, actually, I just interviewed this uh, guy that goes by Buckets uh, from New York City, and mm-hmm. he's has a podcast called Cat Six Cheesemus, and <laughs> yeah, and I guess uh, in, uh, maybe it's just a New York thing, because it's really the only place I've heard it, but they call Cat Six, like, 
like when somebody like creeps up on you and they give you the look like when you're just riding and you're just minding your own business and somebody gives you the look like I'm going to pass you and drop you right now. And then you guys all of a sudden are racing and you weren't planning on it. Yeah. So apparently that's cat six. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, So, okay. My favorite events. I really like almost all the events except for (laughs) I was like the ones I'm not good at. Um, Yeah. No. Uh, (laughs) There's ones called points races, which Uh it's like, 10 or 12 laps. God, I should know this, but, you know. Um, and it's just, you get points every lap. The first, like, two people or three people will get, like, three, two, one points. And so, basically, it's, like, a full sprint for 12 laps, to me, anyways. I don't know. There's probably some strategy for it that I don't understand yet because I just, like, blow up <laughs> and don't get any points. <laughs> so, those races are definitely, like, the ones that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just like can't I'm still figuring out what my body can do like can I sprint you know for three laps and just get my points to be done or like do I I don't know again I'm figuring those races out my favorites I really like chariots those are just the two lap sprints um, although this past season I kept like popping a wheelie <laughs> on the track interesting but not, not like an insane wheelie but just like I don't I love them but like you start in a standing start and you have to pedal really hard and like be thrusting your body to like get up to speed before the first turn or else you're gonna like slide down yeah oh, for <laughs> um, sure. so I don't know if I was just like flexing my ginormous arm muscles and just like <laughs> ramping up on the first turn but like I kept telling people like why is my front tire popping up and everyone's like that's weird I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, but despite that I really love chariots I love um, I just they're so fast yeah. and like going that fast is just awesome and it's it, yeah it's just really intense for two laps and then you're done and it's done <laughs> unless you get into the final round then you have to do it again but it's just really fun to go that fast um and i feel like i feel my body work more like doing a standing start versus starting at the rail and just like pulling myself off like just feeling like literally all of my muscles flexing and it's like whoa like i am so strong <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's a good you feeling know, when a, you get to that point, I think. Yeah. Um, Which is what I like the, about crits, too. Like, the one I did, I was just like, oh, I'm stronger than I thought I was. So yeah, I should that's do more of this. Great, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's a great, like, you know, I I don't, if you even if you don't, like, get first, like, you're still like, whoa, like, I'm going faster than I ever imagined I could. Or, like, I did a really great start and I got up to speed. And, yeah, yeah, it just, it's really cool. And then I also... Like, um, like 20 laps. I like scratch races, which are just like no points until the very last lap because I like to just throw all my energy away in the last lap and just see where I end up. Um, yeah. So like my first year that I race, this will like forever be (laughs) my favorite track story of mine. Um, I went through like this pretty intense, like 
breakup <laughs> like midway through the season or like at the end of the season and I like just had a terrible week and I remember racing Thursday nights and my parents were up here to watch me of course during all of this and I was like oh great like I feel like crap and I have to race in front of my parents now who like <laughs> who are very supportive but I was just like I feel like crap I haven't really eaten um you know I'm just really pissed off and like whatever so I go, and it was a state championship night for the 20-lap scratch race. And I remember, like, walking up to the rail and being like, fuck this, fuck <laughs> everything. Well, I'm just going to go to the back. I don't care. I'll just do whatever. And then I was, you know, at the back, and <laughs> I was, like, basically the last person the entire race, like, just going around and around. And then kind of was working my way up, and then I heard, like, the bell ring, and I was like, I'm still really angry at everything. <laughs> so I'm just going to like spend all this negative energy on this last lap. And I ended up sprinting toward up to the front to get third. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just kind of cool. And then after that, like my racing was significantly like I, my, I improved significantly <laughs> yeah. and was doing really well. But it was just like how... It was interesting to me how, like, the mental, like, being in a, like, kind of a toxic relationship up until that point, how that affected my racing so much. And then when that was all just let go, that I was able to push myself more, which is like, huh, this is more of a mental sport than I ever imagined. But Yeah. It's really uh, interesting because uh, whenever I do the races, I, I realize, like, one of the biggest things is just being able to get past that mental point where you're mm-hmm. like, I can't do this anymore. And then you're like, yep. but I have, but I want to. So fuck. And then you just start <laughs> pushing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cause I, I, oh, yeah. I remember like the first crit that I did, I just, I really thought that I wasn't going to finish. I think like on the third lap, I was like, there's no fucking way I have to ride this fast for an hour. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just remember like getting, just keeping going and just turning off my brain and almost wanting to give up every lap. And then I just remember that last lap when you get to sprint, like you were saying, just like that sprint was just so much fun. And I just felt like I still have energy and I just pushed that whole last straight. And it was, yeah, there was something really like rewarding about that. And it made me feel a lot like a stronger cyclist and made me really stuck to do more racing. So I feel you. Yeah. It's, it's, I think definitely, like, when I race the first couple laps, I'm like, oh, my God, like, why do I do this to myself every Thursday night? This hurts so bad. And for me, I just, ah, God, I don't know. It's You do have to dig deep, and, like, it can be such a personal sport with such high emotions because you're, like, so vulnerable, I feel like, on the track. Um not just from, like, a safety <laughs> um, point of view, but, like, also, like, you're working. I mean, I, like, even though I, like, am goofy at the track, I still, like, try my hardest in, like, every single race because, like, why wouldn't I? Like, in my brain, it's, like, it's not worth it if I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely, like, I feel extremely vulnerable because I'm just, like, putting my entire being out there like okay this is like literally what my body is capable of to its limits and like it's very like 
humbling to be racing next to people who are faster than you and be like, oh my God, like that's inspiring. Or like, I could, you know, like, I don't know. And then just, uh, just racing next to people who are doing that at the same time. It makes you feel really connected, but also like as an individual, like I don't, it's, it's, yeah, the velodrome is uh, kind of just a mess of contradictions, but, um, not, not contradictions, but like, yeah, you feel as a part of a whole, but then you're like, I can feel everything about myself as well. Um, I feel, or just, just racing in general too. It's like, we're all suffering together, but I feel like my suffering really hurts. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I definitely understand that. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to go back to. I had one thing I wanted to say earlier about when <laughs> I told my mom about uh, track cycling, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, because my mom's partner, her name's Holly, and mm-hmm. they live in Texas, and she's a huge NASCAR fan. Oh yes. So that was my tie-in. <laughs> I was like, it's NASCAR, but it's on a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you got to come watch it sometime. <laughs> like, they list that on our Velodrome's website. It's like, it's the NASCAR of cycling. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Perfect. Like, I would have never said that, except I was trying to explain, like, exactly what it was to them. Yeah. And I probably could have sent them a picture or something, but then I was like, NASCAR. And then she was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. But even then, I feel like people have to go there and experience it. Because I was like telling my parents that I was doing this. And they're like, oh, okay. Or like even anybody, like any of my friends, I'm like, yeah, I'm riding my bike in a wooden circle. And they're like, okay, Brenda, like that sounds cool. And I'm like, yeah, you should come watch me race because there's ice cream. That's like how I would get Perfect. friends. I was like, yeah, they serve ice cream at nachos. <laughs> you can come watch me race. And like they also at my our track like – you can bet on who's going to win the race and then like win a $5 gift card to, you know, I don't even remember where Chili's or something <laughs> or Dairy Queen. Um, Perfect. So they like come and they'd be like, wait, what you ride on that? How? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just fun to see everyone's reactions to it. And yeah. Speaking of being a spectator, what are your favorite track cycling events to watch? Ooh. Um, I really like watching the Kieran. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not able to race that yet because I'm not a Category 3 um, rider, which at our Velodrome, like, you have to be Cat 3 to race the Kieran. But I really like watching it. Um, so which one is Kieran exactly? So that's... that's Oh, sorry. Yep, that's, like, the one with the motorcycle. Yes, okay. Yeah, yep. Um, so that one I really enjoy watching... I haven't, like, figured out what all of them are exactly yet. No, that's fine. That <laughs> reminds me that, like, not everyone lives in that world, and I should be, like, explaining it more. No, it's totally fine. Um, Kieran, uh, I like to watch the Madison, but also it gives me such high anxiety. Oh, me too. I was going to say that. that <laughs> that's, like, the most intimidating-looking shit I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, really want to try it, but at the same time, it's <laughs> just, like... Because they have, like, they're do, they're trying to do at this track, um, they're trying to bring back the women's category, like have a women's only Madison, which I think would be awesome because I don't think I could race with the guys because, um, you know, they're Cat 1, 2, and at that point I'm just like, eh, or like Cat 3, 4, and that's just like a different level. Yeah. Um, and also I just prefer to race with women. Um but I wanted to sign up for the class. But yeah, the, the Madison, I like, 
have a really hard time following <laughs> what's going on, but I yeah. just like to see how people navigate the chaos. Yeah, and because so, it just looks like a shit show, and it's like there has to be some kind of pattern I'm missing. <laughs> right? Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, the Madison is like when they grab each other and basically sling them in front. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like really. It's like <laughs> they, they just grab each other and they just they're going fast. <laughs> yep. It's like a. From what I hear, it's more of like a push. So you like put your palm into the other person's palm, and they kind of just like push you from their palm yeah i don't know if people do a ton of swinging again i don't they call it throwing that sounds really like aggressive to me like i don't want anyone to throw me but i do hear it's the best feeling ever when you're thrown oh i could imagine speed um which i tried on a flat surface did not end well so i'm just like you know maybe i shouldn't do it at a 43 degree angle yeah <laughs> You know, but, maybe it's not that much different than whenever I'm, like, in traffic and I, like, push off of a car or something like that. Right. Maybe I could think of it like that. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, whatever works, whatever, like, helps you <laughs> get past yeah. the sheer terror of being thrown by someone. Um, but I do enjoy watching the Madison. I just get anxiety because it's like, oh, my friends, please don't hurt each other. Right. Uh, so. I really like watching the uh, um, elimination races. Oh god! Those are fucking I completely fun to watch. For, I completely forgot about that. Um, I also like to race the missing out. <laughs> you yeah, that's, the missing out is what we call it oh, here. Okay. I don't know okay. It's the same. Where they eliminate the last person every other lap. Yeah. Yes. Those are really that. fun to watch because they're so. Just every lap is like incredibly exciting. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and it looks like so much work. <laughs> yes, they're definitely like they can be a brutal race to be a part of just because like <laughs> you don't really know like how many laps you're going to do depending on when you're eliminated. And, you know, people really fight to not get eliminated. And there's some, sometimes some kind of sketchy situations that happen because you're squeezing into spaces that like, can this fit a bike? I don't know, but I'll try it. Like, I definitely have been that human who's like, I'm going to just, you know, get right into this pocket and make everyone around me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so I definitely had some sticky situations uh, in that race. I, I have a love-hate relationship with it for sure. Yeah. I feel like uh, I just talked to another track cyclist named – she goes by Quadney, and mm -hmm. she – was talking about the kind of crit version of that which is like the red bull last stand in san antonio mm -hmm. and she was just like i loved that race so much but it was also kind of annoying because i'm a sprinter and i kept sprinting myself back into the race after i was too tired to do it <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah that's basically yeah. like uh i, I want to do that right the the uh red bull last stand because i just think that sounds fun I have not heard of this. Yeah. I again, I'm kind of like it's basically a fixed gear crit. Uh huh. That's like an elimination race, so it's like the last person on every lap gets eliminated, exactly wow. like in the on the track, except it's a crit. <laughs> that yeah, I haven't journeyed into the crit world yet. It's definitely been on my radar, um, and I've had I've talked to friends who've done you know Red Hook. And they're like, yeah, just try it. And I'm like, oh, okay, like maybe. <laughs> well, there's a big one in Milwaukee, which isn't too far from uh, Minneapolis. So. Yeah, I think I saw some stuff about that. And it's definitely not that 
it's just more like I feel like when those things happen here for me it's like I'm either racing track or I'm it's just not one of my top priorities but it's definitely something that I would want to try um because I mean it's yeah it's like track racing except on a road which could hurt I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to think like why would <laughs> a good idea um yeah I think so, that I want to go do that Milwaukee one for sure. I, actually, I, I am going to go do that one. Uh, you should. Just because it's not that far of a drive from Denver, and it, they have a Friday and a Saturday race, so you don't, uh-huh. you, you're not just going to race one day. You actually get to do two for the drive. That so. sounds really. Co- so it's just like a close course, and yeah, you just do laps a, in a certain amount of time. Basically, thing, yeah, they piggyback off of a uh, road crit, and then this company based out of uh milwaukee called fixation which i have a funny story about that um (laughs) uh, so this company called fixation they sponsor a fixed gear category and it actually like attracts all the team like state bicycle team goes out there aventon like all the kind of like red hook teams Uh uh-huh uh not the bigger ones like specialized and stuff but a lot of the um yeah like the state bicycle team and all that stuff. They go out there. Yeah. Yep. And it's a pretty big race, but yeah, it's all closed roads and, uh, and it's, I don't know exactly what the format for that one will be, but usually it's like 40 minutes plus five laps or 45 minutes oh. plus five laps or something. <laughs> Oof. 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 Yeah. It's brutal. Dang. Uh, I've like raced a road crit before. I raced a handful of those and, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had you know they're really hard. Uh, yeah, they are. So, um, but I do really like riding fixed gear. So, like to me, that's very appealing. I just feel like I've never, you know, made an effort to schedule it. But I guess this one in Milwaukee might be doable if it's a Friday and Saturday, depending. Because yeah. Minneapolis doesn't have. I know Coachella does the Coachella Classic, and they have, like, a fixed crit course, but I've never done it. And it's not, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's still going to happen this year. What's the story with that? But uh, I don't know of anything besides just, like, people riding fixed gears in races that aren't fixed gear specific. So. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I was kind of curious because I didn't know about any fixed crits in Minneapolis, but I know that there's a huge cycling scene there, so I kind of... I mean, you have Mall of America, so that's oh, all. Geez. That's all anyone yeah, really that's needs all, to know. That's all that matters here. Everything else is crap. Yeah. Um. Why isn't there a Mall of America crit? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> just in the mall. Yeah, just in the, oh Jesus! Oh my God! That would be just around Nickelodeon Universe. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, big mall. Uh, <laughs> Minneapolis, despite being, you know, like planet hoth for like half the year uh is the cycling scene is you know alive and well but the sad thing is like about our velodrome like it's getting torn down in 2019 no yeah and yep yeah uh kind of breaks my heart in half uh so it's getting torn down in 2019 just because that's you know when it expires, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, it was built in 1990, and, like, it's just run its course. And, like, we do repairs on it every spring. And, you know, like, you can volunteer and go fix it, which is really cool in itself. Like, 
finding out how to fix it and I'm not really a like tool person at all so I just like paint the stripes or whatever but like we're we work every spring to fix the damage that winter you know does to it but it's getting torn down in 2019 and there's efforts in place right now to have like a cycling center built with the velodrome um you know hope you know having the sponsors to support that by 2019 so we're not without it so it's definitely (laughs) it's really i don't know i guess just it's just really sad because it's such a strong community within the velodrome yeah and just to see that yeah just to see it go away i just don't think that I mean, I hope the cycling center happens, but it would be really, I don't know what was, what's going <laughs> to, I'm just like at a loss for words. I can't imagine a summer without the velodrome, you know, it's, it's kind of just like changed a lot of people's lives, honestly, like just, just talking to my teammates and like my own experiences there, like that's kind of just like our safe place and where we go to like connect with people and like be yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I feel it's, you. That is really yeah. sad. I'm really worried about the one in Boulder. I have no idea what's happening, but it's for sale right now. So I'm like, is that oh, going to happen there? I know. Oh. I mean, it's definitely not a lot of people know about the sport itself. Like, I talk to people and they're like, I don't know what that is. I know. At I, all. I'm always shocked by that. Yeah. And so it's just. It's sad that it kind of gets pushed to the back burner because it's such an interesting sport, in my opinion, and, like, not – I mean, I think there's, what, like, 25 velodromes in the United States or something? Yeah, something like that. So if one disappears, like, that's a significant chunk of what is here. Exactly. Um, and the one in Minneapolis also has, like, the biggest women's field in the country, so it's, like, where – at what's going to happen to us. <laughs> you know, and like all my friends are talking like, oh, we're going to move once they tear the velodrome down. Yeah. Move <laughs> to like, Colorado Springs. It's still cheap. And <laughs> the the Olympics on that one. So it's not going to close down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's always an option. But yeah, it's like honestly a conversation people have. Like, where is the closest velodrome for me to go that I can like continue to race? Because it's such a big part of people's lives here. Um so it's I'm hoping something happens that you know the sport can stick around here but the cycling scene in general like as an entire outside of the velodrome in Minneapolis I think is really um I think it's great I think there's like tons of races people can do tons of alley cats we have like an alley cat every month it's called like the no name alley cat I do it every I've done it like two or three times maybe and it's just like a fun just like oh let's just bop around town to these different places and i mean obviously stuper bowl is a thing all city puts on stuff cyclocross here is pretty big mountain biking is getting i'm also new to that scene so maybe it's always been like happening but they have mountain bike races fat bike races um and i always feel like you run into people that you know and ah. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it seems really cool. And you guys have like a bunch of cool companies from there. So. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we have, yeah, we do have a lot of like all city. Certainly, Eric Noren makes like Peacock Groove bikes, and we have a good scene here. I think, like, you know, I don't think people expect it because it's kind of just like you live again in the frigid wasteland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why would anyone commute year round? But yeah. you know, we have good bike infrastructure, and um, 
that's what I love about the middle of the country is like even places like Denver, uh, is that you can always find like strong counterculture in any city, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's what I, that's what I love about like the middle. Like you go to Omaha, you know, they have like a huge music scene and most of the people like listen to bands from there and don't even realize. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like, uh, Denver is like, I don't know. Denver's weird. <laughs> Denver's a weird yeah. place, but <laughs> I haven't spent a lot of time there, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have uh, legal weed, I guess. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> and there is a there's a huge like road cycling community out here, uh, and obviously and mountain, mountain biking. biking yeah. yeah, I was like wait tons a of mountain biking, <laughs> and then we do have two velodromes, and then. Uh, but as far as like fixed gear and like crits and stuff goes, it's growing, but it's not very huge uh, comparatively to like uh, I don't know bigger cities. California, it seems to be really huge. Obviously, Red Hook yeah. is really huge. Uh, yep. But I feel like that's something that's growing. We had our first sanctioned fixed gear crit this summer. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, they just piggybacked on a road crit. Um, but we'll see. We're me and some people are thinking about trying to organize a crit at this outdoor uh, go kart track. <laughs> oh wow! So hopefully they'll be down with it. We'll see. Yeah, that would be really fun. <laughs> yeah, because it's like a wide. It's like outdoor, and it's like a wide. It's definitely wide enough for a bike race, I think. And oh yeah, it would also I mean, be really, really like, technical and fun. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like it's wide enough. Like I'm just thinking like the velodrome. Like you can squeeze people on there. <laughs> Yeah, and we have a lot of messengers out here and stuff. There's a collective called the Confluence Couriers, and they put on a lot of alley cats. But I've never done one. Maybe I should. I'm old, but you know. Hey, I mean, like I, I could like, still do it. <laughs> yeah, and you can even just slow roll it or like have a buddy ride with you. Like that's what I like to do with alley cats. I just like to like hang out and cheer people on. And sometimes I'll get competitive. Sometimes I won't. It's just I just like to go and be present at events that I care about because I feel like if people don't show up, then that's why they disappear, you know, like that's true. So I think it's important to just like be there and like be a body and the masses that cares about it. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um, do you want to talk about, uh, your bike setup right now? Like what you got going on? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) um, well, I'm still riding like the leader, 725 i haven't uh you know gotten the new bike or anything i think i have like their carbon fork that like you can get with it um i don't have like really intense uh (laughs) components (laughs) or anything because it's just like uh, i'm actually like gonna walk downstairs and like look at it because i'm like oh what do i uh (laughs) have going on right now because i like changed a few things before the end of the season um I mean, all that stuff can get so expensive, and yeah, just, yeah. I so mean, I just, my main track bike is basically stock, except I just got new wheels. Oh, but nice. it also came with Omnium cranks, so I was like, yeah, well, you can't really upgrade from there, except for yeah. maybe Durace or something. But yep, and I have the Omnium cranks on there. I'm rocking a few Chinelli components, have a few race face stuff. Um, I had some like Chinelli drop bars but they were too wide for me and 
<laughs> because I'm like a creature of habit. I just like refuse to change my handlebars out because I was like, no, 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 it'll throw off my entire like, <laughs> it'll throw off my entire amazing race career that I have. <laughs> um, but my friend has finally just like came over and just like switched my bars. He's like, you're racing with these tomorrow, and it'll feel better. And it turns out he was right. So I just have some like cheap, low, um, or not low, higher up. I don't know. What's the terminology here? Yeah, I have no I'm idea. Not, compact? Yeah. <laughs> compact drops. Yeah. Yes, there you go. More compact drops because I'm a smaller human. Yes. Um, and then I have the Issy. Right. Issy is a sponsor of our team, so they, like, we race on their pedals. And my wheel set, I don't remember where I got my wheel set. And I don't, but they're, like, you know, like the deep Vs and they're black. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, my setup hasn't changed too much besides, like, switching out the rear cog a little bit. I think I ride, like, a 48.15 right now. Nice. 48.15. 48.00, yeah. (laughs) But I know that at the end of the race race, um, season this past year, people are like, oh, you need to, like, maybe go up to a 49 tooth chain ring because you're kind of spinning out but i'm just like oh it's gonna hurt so much more <laughs> yeah right i just uh, uh i just put a 14 on the back so i'm running 48 14 right now and oof, uh. it, yeah it's it feels good though i actually yeah. but i'm doing it for training just because i oh, i do makes, need to yeah. drop some i need to drop some weight and build up some leg muscles before race season if i want to yeah. at all like keep up with the pack so <laughs> I mean, it's good to have those goals. Um, and I definitely think this upcoming season, because like for a lot of races, people are switching out their chain rings and their rear cogs, depending on the type of race, like a sprint, they're going to have, you know, a bigger gear ratio versus a endurance race. And like, I just never <laughs> do that because I guess, I don't know, I get anxious. I'm like, what if I don't get it done on time? And then the race starts and I'm like... <laughs> You know, messing around on the infield with my stupid ass. <laughs> um, but I, I'm the same way. I'm just a, I like yeah. if I like because I had 48.15 for a really long time, and I was just like, I just really like this ratio. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, I should probably mess around with other ones. Yeah, that's definitely the like. I don't want to say it, starter. I don't know. I did it, my first race that I or no, I was right on the velodrome during the like tr- the class and I was riding a 4817 which I didn't realize was too small and I'm like I'm sliding down the track and I'm like pedaling my ass off and, and you're like, like oh, bouncing your back wheel <laughs> yeah and I'm like oh it's because I need to switch out this rear cog <laughs> um yeah so. that's a pretty that's kind of what I use whenever I go do climbing and stuff it's 48 yeah I'd, I'd say that would be good for that but like on the velodrome it was definitely like this is not working. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, when I went and did the velodrome, he was like, you have to be at least 48.15. I was like, okay, good, because that's exactly what I'm at. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if anyone told me that, but then I, like, stopped, and I was like, they're like, what is your ratio? And I'm like, ah, it's a 48.17. And they're like, oh, that's why. And I'm like, so you're telling me I could have just slid off <laughs> and then, like, porcupine butt, and that would have been it, because, like, you know splinters maybe that needs some explanation but if you fall then you get splinters and i just call it like pork pine butt so (laughs) i got it (laughs) yeah cool (laughs) um so uh what are you listening to when you ride (laughs) 
What do I listen to when I ride? Yeah. Ooh. Um. Or at least like right now at this stage of your life when we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I listen to so I actually have like a track playlist. Nice. That like kind of pumps me up. It's like just like <laughs> shitty pop music. <laughs> yes. Like Beyonce and Nicki Minaj and just like really just I don't know. It's you know I have Hollaback Girl on there by Gwen Stefani Perfect. and like just Spice Girls and like yes Fosse <laughs> just I don't know just very like songs that are just can make me happy immediately I don't know it's kind of a ridiculous playlist and I need to revamp it but actually at our velodrome this past summer they let our teams like okay like we're letting you decide when one of your teammates wins a race like you guys can have a theme song that will play over the intercom. Fuck yeah. Or, the, uh, or like, I don't know, because our Velodrome, they play music the whole time. Like, we have a Velodrome DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want yeah, that it's job. so good. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. Um, so they were like, yeah, just choose a team song and we'll play it um, whenever your team wins. So, like, it was kind of funny to see what people would choose. Like, I think the Taco Cat Racing team chose the song, like, All I Do Is Win. And someone chose Call Me Maybe. Um, ours is Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill. Yes, I love that so song. So that's, yeah, so that's the song that plays when one of the Fuerza the people wins. Fuck yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was just, so that's definitely a song that, like, whenever I hear it, I think of the velodrome. And our velodrome also opens up with the same song every single night. So when I hear that song, I like immediately start sweating. And I'm like, why am I sweating? Yeah. <laughs> like out in public when this song comes up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, because they played at the velodrome Man. before we start our races. Maybe we need to get like a like a crit series going in Minneapolis at some point. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, if, if people, oh, yeah, I... Like, <laughs> I would feel uncomfortable doing that because I've never done a crit, and I know for a course layout, you want to choose something that's going to be safe. Uh, and I can think of a few places, like where I've done a road crit, where it would be fun. It's like on the state fairgrounds, and it's you know, I think it'd be a great place for a fixed gear crit. But I definitely would want someone else to piggyback with me on it. Maybe it's something me and our, maybe it's something my team could do. Well, yeah, I'll just, yeah, yeah. I'll throw the idea out there and see what everyone says because they're always, you know. I'll, I'll drive out for that race and do it. <laughs> you should drive out for um, just Thursday Night Lights, our velodrome races, if I you will. are able. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Actually, my wife and I are going to Minneapolis at some point in the next couple months just because we were semi talking about moving there. Yeah. But, um, but now I that there's not going to be a velodrome, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to. <laughs> well, there, I'm not saying there won't be. I just saying there won't be the one that there's that is here now. But oh, uh, yeah. it's also a good excuse to come here before they tear it down. That that's true. That's very true. Because it's very unique. Plus, I, I like I said, I love like the middle of the country when you find all the cool stuff. Like yeah, <laughs> like when you go to Oklahoma City and you find all the cool stuff, and then there's it's, nice it's... people and they're excited that you're visiting for some reason. Because <laughs> no one comes. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's true. That's how Denver used to be, but now we're like the fastest growing city in the U.S. And now it's not fun anymore. Now you're like, yeah. go, go back where you're from. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Stop making yes. my rent so expensive, <laughs> asshole. Oh, very real. Yes, yeah. very real. I'm but, sure Minneapolis is getting a little bit of that, but yeah, I, uh, 
I mean, God, I've lived here total, I think, like seven years. And I definitely think there's pockets that are becoming more and more popular. And I don't know if it's because more people are moving here or just like places are becoming cooler that were like kind of hidden. But it's fine. I mean, I think if it's if it's growing positively, then I feel like, yeah, bring the people that are going to make the place better. Yeah, but, for sure. Denver is definitely growing negatively. It's just no. like it's just like developers and apartment buildings and yeah, like the median house is like two hundred eighty thousand dollars and like <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. significant. It's a bummer. it's a bummer, but you know whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's still a cool town, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yep. So, what's your twenty eighteen looking like? You're gonna do a bunch of track racing. Are you coming back with the team? Do you want to yeah? Talk so about all I. That stuff? Yep. So I, every year our team is kind of like, who's going, who's staying? So we can kind of figure out who we want as recruits or like who, or how many recruits we can have depending on um, interest or whatever. And I was like, yep, I'm signing on for another year because this is the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm racing with my team and like as a team, our contract we're very official about it. We are required to race five track races. So I will at least be doing five. I usually do every single Thursday. (laughs) Um, This summer is going to be probably a little different uh, because I am planning a bikepacking trip, my first one, out in Idaho for like a couple weeks. So I'll be missing some racing there um so i think that'll be like i don't know if i'll be racing at all in june but that'll be taking up a lot of my time but but for good reason yeah more bike stuff exactly (laughs) i can't take out bike stuff and not replace it with bike stuff (laughs) are you gonna be on your cake bike yes i will be on the cake bike Um, that bike's so pretty i know it's not a track (laughs) bike for this podcast but this this cake bike this fat bike is gorgeous (laughs) yeah it's a 24 inch fat bike so it's kind of this thing that eric norton of peacock groove is doing for smaller humans like myself because i don't know if how yeah i don't know how tall you are or if you know short people in your life but it's very frustrating to ride fat bikes that aren't you know built for small people because you just feel like a tiny human in a i don't even know what but it's <laughs> my bike, I just it fits me very well, um, and I really like it. But yes, I'll be doing it on my cake bike, uh, and that's just kind of like what I'm planning. And then, of course, track racing. Um, I'm also, again, I want to try to do a crit. I'm just not sure with my schedule right now what ones are going to work out, and if you know. If the Milwaukee one works out, that's definitely one that I would love to try as, like, a starting (laughs) place. But, um, again, I'll probably be doing – I volunteered this past year for the 24-hour bike race as a safety person (laughs) and just, like, watched a stoplight. Um, So I'll probably be doing that again. Um, The All-City Championship Weekend is one, like, race that I like to be a part of. I'm going to – Talk about that race because I've heard about it before. Okay, um, so and it's just is a, that what, like? Didn't All City name themselves after that race, the bike company, or was it? I am 
not for sure, I actually. No I don't know. Yeah. Just because you're from there, I guess. Uh, I yeah, guess you don't I have don't. to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not for sure. I mean, Chipotle um, started out here, and I have no idea, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you know? They make a burrito. Why don't you know the... <laughs> I know they make a burrito. <laughs> the origin story is important. Um, <laughs> so that weekend is just... It's a whole weekend of racing, and each... God, now I'm trying to think of like what even because I'm going to mix it up with I'm going to mix it up with the Super Bowl races I know but like <laughs> the All City Championship weekend is like they usually do I think like a they do the Bandit Cross which is just like it ended up being a lot of people riding their fixed gears through the woods. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of a silly, um, silly race. Maybe some people take it seriously, but. <laughs> Yeah. I wrote it. I wrote it in cowboy boots. So, perfect. <laughs> um, and then uh, I feel like then there's like the actual alley cat the next day, which they have different categories for that. Um, they had a poker run category where you'd go to each stop and try to get the best poker hand by drawing like cards, which is the category that I did. And I cheated heavily. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I said exclusive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, like, I don't know, poker, I feel like you cheat, whatever. I was more, like, I did the route, but it was more I just, like, bribed the people at the stop with, like, tater tots. I was like, just give me this card. (laughs) I won't tell her. But, like, it didn't matter because I, like, (laughs) got, like, I definitely had the best hand. I had like a royal flush. <laughs> and no one, of course, believed that that actually happened. <laughs> so I didn't get anything for it anyways. But <laughs> it was just kind of a, you know. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like a course again all around Minneapolis. I feel like they kind of, um, ah, God, I don't know. There's also, I feel like some other alley cats sprinkled into that weekend, but Again, like, I just did the bandit cross and then also the poker run part of that race. And, like, you can definitely... I think it's just fun to go. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a fun weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, like, usually in August. Um, And, yeah, they have, like, a little after party afterwards. And I feel like a lot of people from out of town came this year for that because it was around the time of, like, NAC and whatever that is <laughs> that i'm not be, a messenger uh, but yeah I'm that's the the messenger yeah. weekend based conference yeah. or whatever yep nice so yeah that's it's a it's a fun time i feel feel like the summertime here is full of just tons of like bike stuff that you can do and i think that's why people stay <laughs> nice <laughs> so that's awesome yeah. cool uh, is there anything else you want to say before we go um, no, this is great. It was yeah, great. That was fun. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, yeah of course. Cool. Uh, <laughs> do you want people to find you or your team on Instagram? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so I guess my Instagram is Brenda, like D-U-H, Gale. And my team for track is Fuerza Cycling. It's F-U-E-R-Z-A and then cycling. Um, I... It hasn't been updated in a while since we're not racing, <laughs> but um, we're hoping to reorder some like merch, and any merch that you buy goes towards our racing fees. So um, buy some there's merch. That. 
yeah, buy some merch, support, you know, women's cycling. Uh, I also, like, if you want to follow Coachella and Taco Cat and Rec House Racing and Cake Team Racing and, like, all the teams out here, that'd be rad. Um, we're trying to save a velodrome yeah, yeah, <laughs> and save that community, so. Let's save the velodrome again. <laughs> Part two. Part two. <laughs> save all the velodromes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Somebody give me four million to buy the one in Boulder. (laughs) Please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Cool. Well, thanks again so much. I appreciate you. And yeah. Yeah. Good luck with everything. Of course. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon, probably. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Save the Track Bike. I appreciate all of you guys tuning in. Please tell your friends about this. Leave a review on iTunes if you're into that. It's been awesome. So anyway, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, so this episode was produced by David Draper. The music is from Vitamin Pets. Go ride your bike. Whatever bike, wherever. Wherever.